welcome to yet another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Mulerera and today we will be looking at Bayern Munich's 2-1 win against Borussia Mönchengladbach. This was match day 3. Bayern Munich currently sits second in the Bundesliga table right behind Bayer Leverkusen. First off, congratulations to the Bavarians for having won against Gladbach after what seems like an eternity. It has, if I'm not wrong, it has been six matches since we last won against them. And also, more importantly, we have gone through so many managerial changes in this meanwhile. So, the fact that we had to get to Thomas Tuchel, be disappointed with him and then suddenly have him spring this win upon us. Yes, that uh, that pretty much um, has been probably one of the best surprises so far this season. And uh, honestly, I'll take it. It's actually pretty good, to be honest. So, we'll get right into the details of the game first off. The starting lineup was a 4-2-3-1. I, it didn't end up looking like a 4-2-3-1 for the most part. But let's just go with intent over what was reality. Uh, left and right back, we had Alfonso Davies and Nozdemus Rawi. The centre-back pairing was um, Kim Minjay and Jairope Meccano. In midfield, we had Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka in their mid- midfield pivot as always. Kingsley Coman and Leroy Zane were on left and right wing respectively. Thomas Muller in his usual position and Harry Kane up front. Gladbach, on the other hand, was fielding a 4-5-1. And it was, it's pretty obvious as to why they were fielding a 4-5-1. Because, my God, were they the most defensive team we have seen in a while. My God. As in, um, the thing is, no matter how much we try to dominate and assert our presence on that pitch, Gladbach was just one-upping whatever we were doing it was just us versus them standing like rocks in the pitch everywhere oh and speaking of the pitch can i just take a moment to point out how god awful it was i i think i made a comment on the live thread saying that Gladbach has both relocation and alopecia in the same season <laughs> and the thing is there was literally Tufts of grass flying everywhere. So that was just a random observation. That is uh, one concerning team. And they are collapsing. Like So please send your prayers to Borussia Mönchengladbach. I think they need help. That aside, <laughs> they were basically just sitting deep. And they were basically just killing every single one of our attacks. And on top of that, you also have to consider the fact that we are are attacking pretty slowly. I mean, ever since Tuchel came in, it's almost like the game's tempo is being pulled down to the rock bottom. And that's not what we want out of our game, right? I mean, that's not what we ever expected out of it. But I think this has been discussed upon enough times. So I will be moving on to what actually ended up happening. It was in 30 minutes. The game was already looking pretty bad for Bayern. And on top of that, Gladbach managed to win a set piece and they used it in the most efficient possible manner. They ended up scoring one and making it 1-0 for themselves. And it was looking pretty bad for us because neither had we managed to look clinical in any form or shape by the time. But also we were now lagging. And there were quite a few attempts from Leroy Sané and I think he managed to make this one pretty close attempt at the 45th minute. Uh, then coming back from the uh, halftime break. In the second half, the Bavarians did manage to look more clinical and try to score a lot more often. And this is exactly when 
Sane ended up finally making it. He scored from an amazing pass set up by Joshua Kimmich. And this was very important because until this point, there was practically no hope of winning the game. Gladbach, by scoring that one goal in the 30th minute, single-handedly upped their chances of winning from, say, around 15% to 35%, which is pretty bad, right? And Sunny's scoring then made it really, really easier for Bayern to be like, okay, yeah, we can get back into this game. And there were quite a few attempts. There were substitutions in the meanwhile. And uh, also we had Serge Gnabry try his hand a few times. But it was Mathis Stell that actually ended up scoring. He came on as a substitute and uh, he shined, my God. It is undeniable how talented he is and how much of an impact he has been on our team in every game that he plays. This kid has everything that we need in a Bavarian attacker. And he came on and he scored in one of the best possible ways. It was a set piece by Joshua Kimmich. And I am generally very critical of our set pieces. And this is the one time that I'll actually take something positive out of a set piece. Because this was perfection. And that goal has now broken what felt like a three-year-long curse for Bayern. So, props to Matisse tell you guys. I mean, finally, we have someone that can actually make these attacks up front. Now, I know what you're thinking. We bought Harry Kane for that exact same reason. Well, guess what? I'm sorry to break it to you, but Kane was practically um, invisible. That That's the exact word for what Kane was doing tonight. While this exact problem has been discussed multiple times, it is more crucial that I point out yet again that Kane gets absolutely no service. Like, he is isolated from the rest of the team. The only person that's actually even trying to get him a pass is Thomas Muller. And uh, might I remind you that 90% of the time he's on the bench? Yeah? <laughs> yeah, but okay, but... With all the criticism out of the way, all this criticism out of the way, we will be praising Bayern Munich tonight because we broke the Gladbach curse, baby. That deserves all the praise in the world. So, first off, we will be delivering praise to our um, major MVP over here who got both the assists tonight, Joshua Kimmich. Now, there was a lot of criticism for Kimmich for God knows what reason and I am here to tell you, all that criticism is not real. All that criticism is from extremely blindsided people, I personally believe. He was a man of the match. He played an entire 90 minutes. He got two assists. And he, he made the maximum number of passes into the final third. I kid you not, we have been having one of the most stale final thirds for a while now. Yosua Kimmich is the only guy that's actually making things happen over there. He created... If I'm not wrong, six to seven chances and some pretty big chances for the team as well. And most importantly, most, most importantly, not a single one of his touches was bad. Okay, the midfield, Joshua Kimmich, they did a very good job today. And they are probably among the very few reasons why we did end up doing very well. Next up, Conrad Leimer. 
you guys i don't understand okay contra lima got subbed on for nozema's rawi in second half and right back this guy is killing it at right back you give him a position that isn't even his own and he's still doing an incredible job the thing is he was one of the most impactful players and he was actually solid and he was genuinely just putting up a good fight to gladbach who who are until that point they were basically just bullying us over and limer is playing a practically unfamiliar position with such such prowess and that is what we need to take out of it whatever crap thomas tuchel decides to throw at him he is going to turn that into quite literal gold i believe conrad limer has been the best signing of this season next up after conrad limer we've got leroy zane Now Leroy Sané has been one of our best attackers since the start of this season. Now Sané has been extremely dangerous. He has been making the right runs. He has probably been the most clinical player in the final third. And this is this is probably a tad concerning considering we did splurge on a pretty expensive pretty well known and uh and known to be good player in harry kane and um, it was kind of supposed to be his job but i don't know and also like i'm just i'm just fascinated to think that he is while he gets a lot of crap he is probably the best winger that we have on his day Leroy Sané is an absolute beast of a player. It is so clear as to why we were so intent on buying him regardless of his injury issues back in the day. With all that praise for Sané, I will also add that Kumar and Gnabry when they played were not satisfactory. It's the it's been a repetitive theme that both of them have been making aimless passes and yeah i really don't want to go into a more critical note i think it has been dealt with on multiple occasions but sane is great muller on the other hand i would say has been kind of on and off i don't understand the system it does weird things to people i don't know why play, play players that were supposed to be extremely good are currently struggling under tuchel like harry kane and thomas muller for example i don't know that's probably just the system that's deceiving them or that's just i don't know at this point because see if i say that that's the system deceiving them then you all will be coming for my neck and being like no you're just doing blatant muller prop but if you think of it harry kane was supposed to be playing pretty well too so i don't know my logic probably does apply uh with all my praise for the players out of the way and like also let me just please reemphasize one last time mathi stell is our future i mean i have no other thoughts okay fix i don't have anything to say about tuchel's tactics because i don't understand them for some reason i don't know if they exist and if they are do you exist i think they'd be described as slow down the game as much as you can make aimless passes and do not pass to harry kane i don't know if these are tangible tactics and tactic number 4 would be definitely don't let thomas muller have a good game i do not understand what tuchel's tactics are in order to make a tangible tangible set of uh, opinions about them so i'm really sorry about that next up 
um substitutions as i already covered when i was talking about the players substitutions were actually pretty good uh, serge gnabry tried but he wasn't just there uh, chupu moting did come on chupu moting was okay as well um but i think mathis tell and conrad reimer really did make the most impact among the subs and also this the substitutes set actually really points to a glaring problem that is the poor depth of squad that we have been left with after the transfer window got over uh, we were simply not acting fast enough we ended up selling pavard but not really getting tangible replacements in and i think uh, this kind of a like a half big transfer window for us i think it's really going to impact our squad depth i mean yes we did get daniel perez in and we did get new players in but it doesn't mean that we are still having a strong enough squad for us to actually do anything in the ucl save we end up with an injury crisis i don't think bayern munich right now is capable of taking that with the current depth of substitutes that we have generally i would say the game was okay just for the sake of the result uh something that has that has been a very common theme with tuchel is um play awfully and still get results so in the end i can't even say that much against the game because we did end up with that result in the end which is pretty important but this is a certain way of going about it and i think that is what is missing with tuchel so far and our set pieces are still awful can we please actually get a set piece coach and i don't know i don't know if antony barig is doing his job because our set pieces were pathetic to say the least the fact that we did end up scoring from kimish set piece with tell at the 87th minute that confuses me i don't know how it happened but it was mathis tell i'm going to let that go i'm saying in general we need to improve our set pieces we definitely need to get new tactics in that do not involve aimless passing and please for the love of god can we get more clinicality in the final third like it is absolutely missing and someone please for the love of god pass to harry kane please thank you Yeah that's pretty much it I have no other thoughts you guys um thank you so all so much for listening to me rant for uh, what feels like an eternity be sure to check out the other post game coverage that we have on our website bavarian football works also do follow us on twitter because we have tom adams running twitter and he is the absolute best and uh, follow all of our twitter handles as well i do not remember all of them and i hope you all have an amazing day or night wherever you are at bye bye